Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Psalms 103, reading with verse 1. Aren't you glad to be in God's house today? Amen. This is better than going virtual all the time, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Psalms 103. I do believe that communal gathering and being in the house of God together is nothing like it. We need it. We need it. We need to be in God's house together. And uh, I just want you to help pastor. When you come, I realize it's a little bit different. But I want you to worship him with everything you have. Come in with expectations. Not just, uh, you know, we as Americans, we don't like change, do we? You know, we're somewhat spoiled, that's for sure. But when we come to the house of God, we come to hear his word. We come to worship him for all the good things that he's done. And he's been good to every single one of us. Hasn't he? He's been good to us. Psalms 103 and 1, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his, somebody shout, holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There's no benefit package like the one that God gives us. Can you say amen? Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth? All thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, I already preached this, so far, somebody shout, so far, hath he, hath he removed our transgressions, Somebody shout from us. It goes to say in verse 17, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to what? Everlasting. From everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. I like to preach to you on one of the benefits of God is that he gives us a foundation of stability. He never changes. In an ever-changing world, in an ever-changing body, in an ever-changing system, political system, culture, and fads, it's all changes. The Bible says that which is seen is temporal. If you can see it, it's temporary. How many know that's true? But that which is not seen is eternal. What you get when you come to him is you get an anchor of the soul. When you get him, you get a God that will never leave you. 
that will never forsake you, that will be with you even until the end of the world. Amen. You get stability when you get him. Would you clap your hands and praise him for his word? Amen. You may be seated. If you were today to build a house, you would not start with the roof of the home. You wouldn't start building the roof. You wouldn't start building the trusses. If you were going to build a house, you would have to dig into the earth. You would have to carve out from the earth, and you would have to pour into that earth a foundation. The foundation is where you begin because if the foundation is not right, the house will eventually fail. Everybody say the foundation matters. You must have a foundation. Jesus taught us that those that build, that hear the word of God, but don't obey the word of God, are like people that build their house upon the sand. What happens? The winds came. The rain came, and what happened to the home? It's like building it upon the beach. It's going to wash away. He said, but those that listen to my word, and they obey my word, it's like a person that built their house upon a rock. Everybody shout, a rock. A rock foundation that the wind came, the storm came, the rain blew, but the house still stands. He references that living according to his word brings stability through the ever-changing times of storms and systems. So what I preach to you today is that Christianity is not built upon instability, Christianity is built upon stability. It's built up on a rock. Somebody shout, a rock. Isaiah tells us in chapter 28 and verse 16, if you will follow along there in your Bibles, Isaiah prophesied about this rock. Isaiah 28, 16 says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion. Zion. Zion is Jerusalem. Zion also represents his people or the church. That's why the Bible says, When Zion travails like a woman giving birth, she shall bring forth children. Talking about his people or his elect people. He said, Behold, I lay in Zion for a what? Foundation, a stone. A tried stone, precious, precious cornerstone, a what? Sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Simon Peter, in 1 Peter, the Bible says in chapter 2, it says in verse 6, if you will turn there, in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 6, it says, Wherefore? Also it is contained in the scriptures, which I just read in Isaiah. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief corner stone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Verse 7, unto you therefore which believe he is precious. When you say the word precious, you mean like precious stone. When you think of precious stone, you think of a valuable stone, a valuable diamond. Precious gold, precious, it's valuable. 
That's what it's called. It's precious. It means it's set apart. It's not like every other stone. It's not like every other uh, every every other piece of material. Everybody shout, He is precious. Shout, He is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being what? Disobedient. Wherefore unto also they were appointed. Verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in the time past were not a people, but are now the people of God. Can you say amen? Which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. The psalmist wrote, He picked me up out of the miry clay. He picked me up out of a horrible pit, and he set my feet upon a rock, and he established my goings or instability. What I'm preaching to you is that when you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, you heard about his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and you were told to repent and be baptized and be filled with the Spirit, and you obeyed. What you received was a foundation of faith that is placed upon an unwavering foundation, a sure foundation, that will stand through every single thing you will deal with in life. What I'm telling you is you get a God that Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says, He said, I am the Lord and I change not. You find in another verse that he says, Jesus Christ, the same. Somebody shout, the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Have you ever met somebody and you talk to them and they're one way one day? Then another day, they're another way the next day. You ever meet moody people? They're, they're happy one day, and you don't know what's wrong with them the next day. You never know how you're going to find them. But let me tell you this. You're not going to find God changing in his personality. He's not going to be changing in his attitude. He is always, always the same. The Bible says from everlasting to everlasting. You can, you can, you can mark your calendar by his consistency. The sun, the moon, the stars can be calculated because of his consistency. I preach to you today that what you receive when you came to the Lord is you get a sure foundation, a God that never ages, a God that never weakens, a God that never changes. What he did for one, he'll do for another. Because he's not a respecter of persons. He loves everybody the same. Can I tell you, he's a God of love. He's a God of peace. He's a God of mercy. And he's a God of grace. Amen. How you were found when you came to the Lord, 70 years later, he remains the same. You might change. The country might change. The weather might change. Where you live might change. But he remains the same all the time. He's a God that never changes. Can I preach to you? He is a sure foundation. Mussolini tried to remove him, but he couldn't. Hitler tried to destroy it, but he couldn't. Through the ages of time, through the different 
waves of apostasy, his truth has remained. Through the latter rain movement, it remained. Through the emergent movement, his word remains. I'm telling you, and if you get the word in your heart, you get something built on a foundation that will remain. It's steadfast. The Bible says he's sure and steadfast. Somebody shout a sure foundation. He's been tried, but he stood sure. They tried to destroy it. They tried to destroy this faith that we have in God. They fed it to the lions, speaking of Daniel, but the lions couldn't eat it. Oh, yeah, they took three Hebrew children. They passed them in a fiery furnace, but the fire couldn't burn it. It went through the flood, but the flood couldn't drown it. I'm talking about a church. I'm talking about a people. There's no nation. There's no politics. There's no sickness that can stop the church from continuing. I'm preaching to you the faith you found in him at your beginning will be the faith you'll have in him at your ending. It's never changing faith health might change jobs might change they told me when I was in college that the average student changes their major six times wow it's been a four year decline they also told me when I was in college that the average person changes their career 14 Somebody recently said, I got it on video. I said, well, I, I believe you. Many of you have probably said that to me. Any, any of you ever changed a, changed a career? Well, yeah. I used to be a football player. You know why? Because people change. You know, you don't look the same when you did 20 years ago. Certain half your forehead. You saw yourself in the mirror this morning, bless God. down to show them there wasn't one tree around that pool. Totally. Oh, I was so disappointed. We go back to where I used to play and nothing was the same. You find out that life is full of change. Family members pass away. Spouses, grandparents, the ever-changing cycle of life that life comes in. But there 
there's one thing you can't change, and you give him a hand, and say, I will forever change your life. You might walk away from him. He doesn't walk away from you. You might stop loving him and go do your own thing, but yet he stands there and says, listen, you can always come back to me. Oh, God, I feel like preaching. We, as the church, we are the reflection of who he is. Can you say amen? Oh, I want, you, I want you to lift your hands. I feel something moving in this room right now. I want you to lift your hands and love the Lord. Come on, would you do that? God, we love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we love you today. We worship you, God. Thank you for never changing, for always remaining the same. It's interesting that when the prodigal made all the changes he did, spent all that he did on riotous living, I want you to turn there in Luke, in Luke chapter 15, if you would. The prodigal in Luke 15. It's 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 interesting story how he walked away. He said, you know, I'm I'm gonna leave. I'm I'm gonna head out. Daddy, I'm I'm gonna go live my own life. I'm gonna go do my own thing. Many people have done that. But yet he found himself empty. In Luke 15, he left and verse 15 says. Luke 15, 15, it says, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. He would fain have filled his belly with the husk that swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. That's, that's the world out there. They say they're going to be one way when they're another. They're not sure. They're not sure. They can say one thing and not keep that covenant with you. They say they're going to love you when they want. When you can't give to them, they're done with you. I mean, no, that's what he's saying. No man gave to him. He joined himself. And where did he end up? They put him down in a pig's pen. And now he's about to do things he never thought he would do. He's about to eat the husks that the swine did eat. He's about to eat the slop the hogs are eating. And when it does, it says, and it says, and he would have filled his belly with the husks the swine did eat. And no man gave him. And when he came to himself, Aren't you glad that you can come to yourself? That all the changes you made, all of a sudden one day you wake up and say, what in the world am I doing? Why am I living the life that I'm living? It says, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. What he was saying was, he was remembering the goodness of his father. It goes on and says, I will arise and go to where? Everybody shout, my father. You know why? He didn't. We preached it for years. I'm going to go to my father's house, but that's not at all what he said. He said, because the father's house might change. The, 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 the hired servants there might change. You'll find out his brother, his brother had changed. But what you'll find, he said, I go to my father. You know why I can go to my father? Because he never changes. The way he loved me my whole life, he'll love me again. Yes, I've shamed his name. I haven't done him right. But still, I can go to my father. You know why? He's a sure foundation. He's been weathered with every storm, but he remains the same. He's been rejected. He's been despised. Can I preach to you? They drove nails in his hands. They put a crown of thorn upon his head. They rejected him. Bible tells us, Brother Sharp, the Bible says that he was he was the cornerstone that they disallowed. What that meant was, 
me just get to this. Cornerstone is the starting of a foundation. It's the first of the foundation. It determines what, how big the building can be. It determines the direction of the building. The cornerstone is the first piece that you lay. And the Bible says it's the, it was the cornerstone that was rejected by men. Jesus was rejected. They drove nails in his hands. They, scried, they cried, crucify him. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. But they killed him, spitting on him and plucking his beard and shaming him oh, by stripping his clothes off of him in front of everybody. And they mocked him. But guess what? When they buried him, they just set the cornerstone down in the earth. And the Bible says now, now he's been made the head of the corner. He's a precious stone. There's none like him. He's a sure foundation. And today we stand upon Jesus Christ. Today we stand. We are built upon the foundation. Bible says we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. Yesterday or the night before, the night before on Friday night I was just meditating on this weekend and, and I was sitting on my front porch and looking at the beautiful sky and watching the sunset and uh, while I was sitting there I was just thanking God. I sound old when you say I'm sitting on the front porch in a rocking chair. That's where I was. And I looked at that beautiful sky and watching the colorations. Of, of God's beautiful, beautiful sunsets. And while I was there, I was saying, Lord, I thank you for all the good things in my life. Just turned 42, and Lord, I'm blessed. I thank you for my health. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my children. I got around, and I said, Lord, I thank you for always being the same. Thank you for the stability in my life. That's what I told him, Brother Tim. Brother Jeff, I said, thank you for being there. Man, I thought, I'm going to preach about this. Immediately, I pictured the western wall. I want everybody to say the western wall. They would throw a picture of the western wall up there. It's, it's, it's the prayer wall for the Jews. And uh, you see that? That's the prayer wall. Every, the Sabbath or the Sabbath, every evening people come. You see the chairs there, but they go pray at the western wall. I believe it's around 40, 40 feet high. Maybe it's higher. But, but they go stand at the western wall and they'll, they'll wail and pray there. You'll look and the Jews will, will be praying their prayer. They'll, they'll They'll, they'll have the, the Torah, the Old Testament reading out of it. They'll be praying at the western wall. That western wall has been there for, for, for uh, so many years it's been there. And you'll find though, but if you, if you would go down deeper, you will find something like this. Would you show the picture of the cornerstone? There, there is, oh no, not the picture, I'm sorry, I didn't have it either. But down deeper there is a cornerstone. It is, it is like 13 meters, that's that it, it, it's 13 feet high. It, 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 it weighs several hundred tons. Several hundred tons in the foundation. There would be no western wall if there had not been a cornerstone. That, that cornerstone was placed there 2,000 years ago. The city has been buried in places, but the cornerstone remains the same. What I'm preaching to you is something that was set 2,000 years ago has been unmoved. It has been remained the same. And here's what I'm saying. If there was no foundation, there would be no prayer wall. And when I tell you that our prayer is in vain if God changes. Our faith in Him is in vain if He wavers in who He is. But because 2,000 years ago, He was...
was buried in an earth. He was put in a borrowed tomb. I come to tell you, we can still pray and call on his name and he answers. You know why? He's never changing. He's always the same. I can call on him because he has a name that is above every name. Do you believe that he is precious? Come on, you could go to the grave of Muhammad and he's still there. I come to tell you the name of our God is not Allah. I come to tell you that Muhammad is not a prophet. You can go to one of the one of the 32 million gods of the Hindus, but you're not going to find any of them. But when you say the name of Jesus, I come to tell you he's as near as the mention of his name. When you say Jesus, he's here. He's right here. Come on, do you believe he's alive? If you do Jump up on your feet and clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Thank God for the name. I said Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We pray in his name. We, we bless our food in his name. I cover my children in his name. That's why every place in the scripture, when they baptize, they always and ever baptize people in the name of Jesus. That's why the Bible says whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name. Somebody shout Jesus. Zechariah said in that day there shall be one Lord and his name shall be one. What's his name today? You could call on his name. You could call on his name in Hindi and he'll answer. You could call on his name in Espanol and he will answer. You could call on his name in Hebrew and Greek and he will answer. You could call on his name in Asia. You could go to Africa. If you ended up in Antarctica, if somehow they shipped you to the moon, when you say Jesus, he's going to answer because he's everywhere at all times. He's omnipresent. Come on, somebody shout, that's my God. They tried to kill him, but they couldn't stop him. They buried him, but they couldn't hold him. Amen, that stone was rolled away. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, he said, if he had not resurrected, then our faith is in vain. But I'm glad to tell you, they killed him on Friday, but they couldn't hold him on Sunday. He got up. He made a deal. I'm preaching to you right now. I don't care what you're going through. It doesn't matter the storm that you're in. When you say Jesus, he stabilizes it all. Somebody shout Jesus. Oh, yeah, he was the son of a carpenter. He was, he was the son of a carpenter. Yes, he was uh, the son of Mary. He was 33 and a half years old on his mother's side. But he was the ancient of days and the rock of ages on his daddy's side. He cried, I thirst, when he was hanging on the cross on his mother's side. But in John chapter 7, he said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink, and I will give him the water of life freely. I come to tell you, he said, I'm hungry in one verse, and that was on his mother's side. But it took five loaves, two fishes, and he fed 5,000 men on his father's side. To look at him, to look at him wasn't to look at much. Because the Bible says that he was not comely to look upon. That's why they rejected him. Because they were expecting a Messiah to show up in a, in a castle, in an elite.
ever dreamt that he would just be born in Bethany? But they would take him out of Bethany, Bethlehem, excuse me, and they would raise him in Nazareth. He wasn't raised in the nicest neighborhood in the community. Can any good thing, the Bible says, come out of Nazareth? He stepped to the lowliest state of men. Oh, yeah. Brother Gladman, they didn't expect him. When they were questioning him, they said, well, I thought the prophecy of the Messiah would be that he would come from Bethlehem. Well, they didn't know it because he was Jesus of, somebody shout Nazareth. They never expected the Messiah to be raised in the lowly place of Nazareth. He didn't come to the just the elite. He come for all humanity. Can I preach to you today? disciples were in the midst of the sea and a raging storm began to blow and it looked like the ship was about to sink. He was asleep in the boat. Can I tell you, he's not troubled when you're troubled. What you are fretting over and fearful over, he's unmoved. His emotions aren't all over the place. He's not surprised. He's not up in heaven saying, oh, saying he created it and I'm saying he knows it he's not he's not dismayed or confounded by our storms when he sent them across the other side he sent them and I believe he knew a storm was coming but he got in the boat on this one storm and they were about to sink and Simon Peter said, oh, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I come to tell you because he looked like a man, but he was 100% God. Amen. John 1.1, in the beginning, John 1.1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things, somebody shout all things, were made by him, and without him, was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the light was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. They couldn't even imagine that this is the Messiah. But I'm glad to tell you that word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Let me put it in layman's terms. The creator became the creation. The creator became made in the form of sinful flesh. But you know what? He condemned sin in that flesh. He looked like a man, but he embraced the power of God. 
And he said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. What I've just come to tell you, he's still all powerful. He hasn't, he's not like the battery on your car that one day it doesn't work any longer. Amen. He's still just as powerful. Come on, do you still believe he can heal your blinded eye? He can save your crooked soul. Do you believe he can get you out of the situation? If you believe it, jump to your feet and clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shout, he's a sure foundation. Somebody shout, he's a sure foundation. He's stable. Shall he remains the same. When the spouse changes, when the children change, when the job changes, when the economy changes, he remains the same. He's sure and he's stable. solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the Lord. Somebody shout, he's never changed. We as the body, when the hour are a reflection of him, we're the church. Somebody shout, we are the church. He said, up on this rock, he asked the disciples one time, he said, who do men say that I'm the son of? Paul, one of them said, in, in Matthew 16, don't say that our Jeremiah Simon Barjona because I have a lot of people calling me a lot of things but what you speak is truth blessed are thee Simon Barjona for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee but my father which is in heaven your revelation of who I am has come to me he said and up on this rock I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail it can't stop the church shall not prevail against it he said, thou art Peter. Everybody say, thou art Peter. That word means pebble. The name Peter means pebble. It's the smallest rock. He said, but up on this rock, that means a mass, a foundational stone, an unmoving stone. And up on you might be a small, changeable, easy to throw away rock. But what you're built upon, Brother Greg, No one has ever been able to change you. It's foundational. When you get the revelation that you're changeable, but he's not. But you get in there and you sink your, 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 get rooted, concrete in, foundation in. The storms are going to come. But you'll remain the same. I'm going to tell you, he's always had a church and he will always have a church. 
You've got to decide to be the church. Change is inevitable. It's going to happen. But my foundation is sure. And if I hold to him, I will always be right beside him. Somebody shout faith. I come to tell you, COVID-19 is not going to destroy the church. A change in economy, a change in politics will not destroy the church. The church is going to... The church will grow and multiply in persecution. It will grow and multiply in opposition. The thing about the church, it only gets stronger when the winds come. People of faith get stronger when the storms come. You will come out stronger than you went into it. That is our commit, that's his commitment to us. It's he's never changing. And we get stronger when we stand upon him. Lift your hands and ask God to help us. you to take a moment and worship for God is in this room he's here right now thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast if you enjoyed it make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons if you're in the Zanesville area we invite you to join us on Sundays you can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church again thanks so much for listening and we hope to see you soon